Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. So, Manchester City 4, Liverpool 0. Did you see that one coming? Uh, you know what? As much as I didn't see it coming, like I wouldn't have guessed that, it doesn't really surprise me. Um, like I, I actually saw it coming. I'm not going to lie to you. And I, I, I had a fear that we may get spanked this game. And then that fear was kind of confirmed at the start of the game when Klopp was just giving a quick interview and they asked him whether his, his players are ready. And he honestly looked like he didn't know. And he said, I, I don't know. Only time will tell. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I've never heard him be that frank about whether or not his, his players are up for a game. And I thought, OK, these, 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 these players are clearly still celebrating the title mentally. And uh, Man City look like they're here for business. And so this might not be good. So what, what I can say at the beginning of the game, which was clear, was um, the Man City honor guard was, I think, the worst honor guard I've ever seen in my life. You could not have had a less enthusiastic group clapping for you right, right there. Um, and and I got to say, like it was blatantly clear to me that these guys were unhappy for having to do that and wanted to come up with some way to rectify the situation. And <clears throat> like to them... It was like this game somehow made up for losing the title. That's what it felt like. It felt like it had that type of importance and they had that type of intensity. And I think Liverpool t was like you said, they're still on a high from winning the league. And what do they care if they lose a match? And the truth is, I didn't really care that much either. I enjoyed the honor guard and I didn't really come down even with the final score. Yeah, I I agree too. And what's what's funny is at the start of the game, I, I thought Liverpool played pr pretty well. It reminded me of the game we played against Manchester City at the Etihad, I think three seasons ago, where we lost four or five nil. Um, and we played well. We started well until Sadio Mane got a red card, and then it was just Man City all the way. And it kind of reminded me of that game. Now, one thing that I also remember at the start of the game is from from the very first kickoff. I felt like I was watching the first game of a Champions League group stage match. I don't know if you also had that feeling where Liverpool's playing away from home and you can kind of sense that the players don't think anything is at stake because even if they don't do well in this game, they have um, the rest of the group games to 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 rectify the situation, right? And, and it, it, just, it just felt very tentative and very professional, but like, you know what, we, we always have tomorrow. Yeah, it definitely felt like this was not a do or die game. This was not the urgency that they usually came out with. Um, that being said, I don't want to um, make this into more than it really was. Because I don't know if you'll disagree with me, but this was not a spanking. Watching this game, I mean, if, um, if Salah's shot off the post goes in, this is a completely different game. If Mane can get the rebound from the shot off the post that went off his foot and then his knee to go out of bounds, like Mane would just had how many terrible touches today. It did not seem like the kind of player he normally is. Everyone kind of seemed off. So frankly, well, not everybody, but we'll get to that later. Okay. But my thing was like, you know, you can look at each goal and you can say, you know, uh, so I actually did think about it. the first goal was a penalty shot. Sometimes they're called, sometimes they're not. 
what are you going to do? Uh, the second goal was on a breakout by them, which they played it well. That's fine. Third goal was a good buildup, and the fourth goal was a handball that should have come back. So, again, um, I look at all the chances that Liverpool generated, and there were good chances there. So it, it had more, a closer feel to um, the match at uh, um, against Barca last year, uh, the first leg where we lost 3 nothing, but we felt like we played well. This one, I felt like we played well. We just didn't necessarily have that finishing touch, and we didn't have that sense of urgency. So I think all that happened here is this is what we do to many teams. I don't know if you remember the Southampton game at Anfield just before the the break or the lockdown where Southampton played well, but we ended up winning 4-0, I, I believe. Yeah. Right? And our goals were clinical, but I wouldn't say it was a 4-0 like the game against Crystal Palace last week. Agreed. So it, it, it's, just, it's just, and I'm sure that as a Southampton fan, they're watching that thinking, there's no way that was a 4-0 game. Well, look but at us. Yeah. Yeah. So at this game, to, to your point, they scored five, four goals on five shots. That doesn't right. happen. Right. That's exactly. just, it's luck on their side. It's unlucky that we couldn't corral balls. It's unlucky that guys were off, you know, and, and these games happen. And that's why going through a season without losing a game is so miraculous. And that's why, like, I feel like if we had been truly spanked, like it was 50-50 possession, 51-49. Um, crosses, uh, we had 18 crosses to their eight, right? Like it's not like they dominated us in every aspect of the game. So that's why I'm like, you know what? These games happen. Yeah, and you know me. I'm always looking for positives from defeat. And as as a manager, I think this gives Klopp a lot to work with, right? He doesn't have to to tell his players to to that they shouldn't rest on their laurels. He just has to always go back to this game and say, do you remember how it felt receiving a guard of honor and then losing 4-0 like that in front of the whole world? Remember that feeling, right? So make sure you, that you don't drop your intensity ever again. So to take, a, to take a side note, I totally agree with you on that. I watched this game and it became absolutely clear to me why Man City is not in our class anymore. And I know you're going to be like, how is that possible? They won for nothing. And this was the thing. The commentators were just, I'm beside myself as to, as to how they're not. They were saying this was such a one-sided affair, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't. All of those balls going over the top, every single one of them looked dangerous. From who? From Liverpool attacking. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, like I'm sorry. When you're at this level and you're a team that's been that's that's cost over a billion dollars to put together – and your salaries are the highest in the Premier League, and you're lying about the amount of money you're paying, I'm sorry, like, you need to perform better than this. Those balls, every single ball over the top is dangerous. And that's, like, I don't, I never get that sense anymore. When you put a ball over the top um, against us, a handful of them are dangerous, but for the most part, they're handled. That was not the feeling I got um, with Man City. And Ederson, there were moments where he just looked like he didn't know how to play the position. It was it was kind of wild. Um, so he kind of always looks like that. It's just that he ends up coming out of a situation without making a, a mistake, you know. But he, he, I would never feel comfortable with him in, in my goal. To be honest with you, right? And but my point to that is that you're exactly right. I look at this team, this Man City team, and I got to tell you, before this game, 
when they when they were playing, I think last week or whenever it was, and I was like, oh my god, they've lost eight matches this season. And I'm like, how is that even possible? I haven't watched them a lot this year, so I didn't know. I watched them today. Oh yeah, they won four nothing. I know how it's possible that they've lost eight matches. Absolutely, that defense is not the the stuff of legends. Let me tell you. Which brings us to how unclinical were some of our players? Yeah. So going 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 to our players, I, I've categorized them in by the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And <laughs> the good, I, I only have two players. Let me see if you can guess who they are. Uh, Sala and Fabinho. Wow. No. Interesting. Okay. I, I had Henderson and Keita as the good. Oh, I totally have Keita. You're absolutely right. But he came right. on later, so I didn't really think of him as a full yeah, game he, thing. Yeah, he, he came on later. And I think we had this conversation about Wijnaldum. I love him as a player, but games like this, when the front three is not firing in all cylinders, we can't afford to have Henderson, Genie, and... Fabinho in, a, in our midfield. We, we need the drive that right now only Keita and Chamberlain, when he's having a good game, can give us. And well, hold off on that Chamberlain thing because I'm not sure if you put him in the bad or the ugly category, but he was definitely not in the good category today. I, I put him in the blase. So you I had the you know what my problem with him, though? Okay, so about the meh. Uh, the man is guys that disappeared and I forgot they were on the field. I'm sorry. There were periods where I like, didn't even remember Ox was on. And I think I, I had to be reminded when he touched the ball in the second half that Firmino was playing today. I felt like he was just completely like out of it. He's another one. And, and so Genie and, and. Firmino are great players, and I love having them in the team. But when they're off, they're so mm-hmm. off, and they impact the rest of the game or the rest of the team, right? Because they 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 play centrally, and they're they're important in the cohesion between the defense, the midfield, and the forward line, right? So when Firmino's having one of those games where he thinks he's well, sorry, I shouldn't put words in his mouth, but when it looks like he's just playing on a Brazilian beach and it all is well in the world, you, you can tell, okay. The, the, that's where we need to have quality coming off the bench that that can bring some intensity his his intensity wasn't there today and it showed in the fact that he just wasn't involved in enough plays um you know i mean you take a look at a guy like Mane. where did you put him bad or ugly i put him in the bad i I didn't put him in the ugly because he he played well it's just that he didn't play like he normally does right so he so I think he played. I think he played great. I think he was in the right positions. I think yeah, he was exactly. pushing well. I think he mm-hmm. he did everything perfectly, except he just didn't have the touch today. And I can live with that. Balls and, and, that and would he normally does have those games. He and does he have does. those games. It's just that we usually win them, so we're able to overlook it, right? Yeah, but like the on the on the Salah rebound, that one. I mean, he should have absolutely scored. And then there were there were other long balls that came to him. There were just balls that he just for some reason couldn't control. They'd go off him, and it was just it's it's a you know it's it's one of those games. But again, if any of those balls sit down for him, um, like they normally do, it's in the back of the net, and this is a totally different game. I was thinking more of the one in the second half where the the through ball from Henderson, where I don't know if he was trying to figure out whether oh. it was right or his left, and it just went through him. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. 
That one was bad. That one uh, in the 53rd minute from Hendo. I even made a note of it. It was just that kind of day. Yeah. And he's had those those games before, like it says. So I wasn't let down. It's just that it's, it's unfortunate that everybody at well, the majority of the players around him were also not having a good game either. But my in in his defense, if you will, um, he came to play. He again, yes. right? Yeah, you can't you can't always you know you won't always have the magic touch every game. You practice a lot, you'll have it most of the time. But the times you don't have it, you need to still impact the game. And he stretched he the D. He right. he he did everything he needed to do without the he did touch. The basics. Right. Where you look at a guy like Firmino, and I felt like he didn't do the basics. He didn't have the touch and he didn't have I don't know if he had the interest. I don't wanna I don't wanna put him down, you but see, he just didn't seem to be in it. Like at least Mane was in it. See you see, that's the thing with him. I don't know what it is, whether it's his facial expression or his demeanor, but whenever Firmino's not playing well, it looks like he doesn't care. Now I know he cares, right? So so I don't know what it is about him that he just looks when he's off, he just looks disinterested and it somehow impacts the rest of the the team yeah that's where we really need quality off the bench i love origi but he's also another one that has to has to be on we we need to get to a point where where we're able to get someone like a sadio mani off the bench i mean that's a that's a tall task i mean there's talk of sadio mani being sold for like 150 million so i don't know that you're ever going to get a guy like sadio mani sitting on the bench um, but going back to your player, so I think there was a lot of bad. Why don't we just focus on your, your ugly? Who would you say was the ugly today? Um, well, I, I actually had, so Trent and, and Gomez. Yeah, Gomez being subbed at the half, eh? I think that there's probably more to it than, than we're seeing. I, I suspect, because if you recall, he didn't start the Everton game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Klopp went with um, Matip. Matip and Van Dyke. So I suspect that maybe when they came back from, from from the break, he's not mentally ready, which as as is typical for him at the start of new seasons. Or maybe or maybe his fitness isn't there and he can't play a full game. Mm, uh, well, possibly. Possibly Again, I don't. Then, I don't want to take a shot at a guy's mental right. um, thing. I'm just saying there may be reasons, but I agree with you. I think there's more to it than that. But let me ask you: How did you like Fab on the back line? I didn't mind him there, but he. Well, it, it's it's hard to judge because by that point the game was already over, right? So even the the Man City players were playing with a lot more confidence, right? So when when you have that much more confidence, it's easy for you to 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 uh, pull off your tricks against the defender. I, I agree, but one thing I did notice was the goal kicks and the, the high balls that were coming in, Fab went to challenge them like I would expect to see a central defender go and challenge them, which is definitely yeah. something that Gomez is missing. Like like that was a very stark difference between the two that you could tell in the first half and in the second half. Have you heard the rumors of us being interested in Koulibaly? Yeah. Napoli. Yeah. Now, I assume someone's been smoking something. The guy's twenty nine years old and costs a putt ton of money. We're not getting him. Do you do you do you think that we're looking for a defender to play with Van Dyke, or do you think Klopp truly trusts Gomez right now? I believe we're getting a defender because I believe Lovren is done with us, um, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I think just Lovren's not the player that we need right now, and we're not the team that he should have right now. Um, but do you think that we're 
going to be looking for a defender to come right into the first team? No. I think I would think we would get a defender to come and challenge. Um, I believe Klopp and management when they said that they're not looking to make a big splash this year in terms of uh, finances. Um, I think most teams that aren't Man City or apparently Chelsea are going to take a break on big transfers to see how this COVID thing shakes out. Because uh, there's, you know, as much as I've been all about, you know, what they're still making good money from um, playing these games, they're still making 93% of what they would normally make. There's still enough money being lost that it could potentially affect some of these calculations. And don't forget, with Liverpool out of Champions League so early, we're not going to get that additional uh, TV revenue that we're going to get that we got last year from Champions League. So we're going to take a financial hit this year. So let's put COVID aside. I'm, I'm asking a question. Do you think Klopp is satisfied with Joe Gomez as as the number one pairing with Van Dijk? Or do you think that Klopp doesn't feel he's fully ready yet for that responsibility? I... So I think that Klopp is comfortable with him. And I say that because I see the way Van Dijk plays with him. And I think if Klopp's going to make a change, he would talk to Van Dyke. And I think Van Dyke is probably saying, this guy's got what I need. Like, I'm, I'm good with him. As opposed to okay. someone else coming in and who knows what the chemistry will be, who knows what the guy will offer. So, you know, it's kind of a bit more of the devil you know. And let's be honest, Joe Gomez is a top guy. He just needs the mental side. And I think you can work on that. He's only 22 or whatever he is now. Um, they can work on the mental side. What do you think? I I would normally have I I would have agreed with you before this summer, but the rumors about Chloe Bali, whether or not they're true, they refuse to go away. And when I see the teams that Klopp selects, and I look historically at what the way he's he's eased Joe Gomez in and out of the team, I I wonder whether there's something that he's looking for him to deliver on that he's not yet delivering, right? So, so even last or this season earlier on, and even last season as well, there were games where um, he would bring in Lovren ahead of Joe Gomez to all of our amazement, right? Yep. And little things like that just make me wonder, These what we're talking about, what we're seeing with um, Joe Gomez's deficiencies, like not being able to uh, attack headers and things like that. I wonder if Klopp doesn't want or he, 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 perhaps he'd rather ease him into that that uh, partnership over the course of maybe the next two seasons. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Well, I mean, in that sense, a guy like Koulibaly would be good because he's not coming for a long time. Right. right. He's already 29. So if you're looking at it like Joe Gomez is the defender of the future, but we need someone in the interim, maybe. But, I mean, talk of his transfer fee um, – being 90 million or whatever 90 million or whatever it is like that's and and rumor has it that man U and man city are both looking at him which means you're not going to be able to drive the price that much lower um i don't know paying like that's just not the way klopp has built klopp builds with young guys who who he increases their value koulibaly would be a guaranteed decrease in value just because of his age right so I, I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of Gomez. I think he needs to get his head on straight. And I think Klopp knows that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp looked at him 
as one of the prime reasons to get the sports psychologist on the on the team. Um, and and who knows? Maybe he'll he'll give him another chance. I do think we're bringing in another defender, but I would suspect it's a younger guy. I just I'd be surprised if it was an older guy. So is is there anything else we want to? review about this game or have we intentionally deflected from no no so there were a few things that i did want to mention which was the so in the 22nd minute i don't know if you recall this it was in the first half 22nd minute they had um a a free kick uh the ball came back out it was a corner kick the ball came back out and we all ran up and then they put it back in yes and i gotta tell you like we've had conversations on this like offside stuff where if you're not involved in play there were five man city guys and one of them was not offside like i'm sorry as a goalie like it's it's not possible for you to appropriately defend when there's five guys like you you and like maybe as a defender you know who's the offside guys and who's not but as a goalie you don't have that perspective that needs to be blown down i i just i don't like those yeah i I don't like those either, and it's something that Barcelona do a lot, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's Pep who instituted that there and now is bringing that to Man City. I, d- I don't like that play at all because it, it it seems like it's an abuse of the offside rule. Now, having said that, you again, we've had this conversation before. What is the purpose of the offside rule, right? So the purpose of the offside rule is to prevent people from goal hanging, right? Now, yeah. Oh, we're going to get back it, to this. <laughs> well. It, it it gives you creative license to to keep within the law, but um, take 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 uh, these these narrow margins to to your advantage, right? So if you're able to confuse the 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 goalie by having people in in a quote unquote offside position, but they're not in play, and then have the one person who's not offside be the one that actually packs the ball, then that's a good play. Even though I hate it and I don't agree with it, but it, it it's it's a creative way of playing within the rules it's a it's so it's a smart play given the rules but it doesn't mean that the rules aren't stupid like that's really what i'm going with exactly that's exactly it so it's the rules that are stupid but but again like to me i just looked at that and i'm like i could tell because of my camera angle that the one guy was on side exactly right but all i saw was a sea of man city and it looked like like if you're a goalie and you see a five on none which is what he saw like how can you pretend to be able to defend that like so again i i think maybe they need to say one guy who's in the passive offside position or whatever you want to call it once you get up to five okay we're done um but again to your point you know it's it's all about how how pep uses the rules i mean that was pretty awesome did uh did i miss something or did a guy get uh mendy got a delay of game in the first half yeah (laughs) Like that's well, he, that's straight he, out Pep. He, he was taking his time. No, I'm not disagreeing. He was taking his time because I actually couldn't watch the game right off the bat. So I was catching up, and I would catch up on a throw in. So I'd fast forward ten seconds, like one click at a time, and yeah, I'd fast cool. forward, and like three clicks later, so thirty seconds later, he still has the ball in his hand, and I'm like, really, yeah. man? Um, but that happened quite a bit. So that wasn't just him. But like yeah. that's the Pep team, right? It's the dark arts. That's what Pep does. Um, and that's how, that's how they play. And he's, he's learning to use it. Um, any other thoughts? I remember, um, yeah. So I just wanted to say, I remember in the late nineties and two thousands when Manchester United was dominating the league, 
we 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 had our fair share of victories over them. And I remember as a Liverpool fan, even though we weren't winning the league anytime soon during that period, whenever we beat them, it felt like I'd won the world, right? And then I'm sure that what Sir Alex Ferguson was telling them was, okay, we lost to Liverpool, but who's the champions, right? You move on to the next game. And so I I, I think Klopp's team talk after this game is to just remind his players, you guys are the champions. If they want to gloat because they beat us in a nothing game, good for them. It, it proves that, to your point, we're way beyond Manchester City now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly what it felt like. It felt like, you know, the the team that celebrates after they had a pathetic season, but hey, they beat the champions, even though they're not taking, like, nobody cares. That's what it felt like with Man City. They they looked like they really wanted it, and the whole match, I was just sitting and asking myself, why? Like, like don't get me wrong, this 4 nothing was great, but where's this been all season? If you're this good, you bring it game after game. You don't bring it one game. Anyone can get up for a game. Greatness is you bring it game after game. By the way, what did you think of the disallowed goal? It, it was something. It was um, Riyad Mahrez, right? So yeah. he scored a goal, but then in in the replay, they show that it hit somebody's hand who was on the floor. Yeah. Um, what 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 did you think of that? I'm surprised that the fourth goal was allowed to stand because that came off a handball too. So I I think not much of it. It was a handball, and that's the rule. Um, yeah. Did it did it greatly affect the play? I don't know, but that's not really the point, right? If Pep's going to abuse the rules down to the letter for four guys being offside, then he's going to have to take the fact that if it glances off a hand on a downed player, well, the other thought that I had was the guy going down took Fab out of the play. To me, that should have been a foul. Yeah, the reason I ask is because we're talking about stupid rules. Um, I I remember in the Spurs game where they played, I think it was Sheffield United, I believe. Um, they there was a similar goal like that that was disallowed because more Lucas Moura was on the floor and it hit his hand, right? I don't know, but VAR needs to get a hold of itself because. I, I refuse to accept these stupid calls as reasons to delay a game and to call a goal off. So right. like what I would say is on that goal, I don't feel like it greatly impacted the play. Um, Which one? On, uh, on, that, on that fifth goal that was disallowed. I agree, exactly. Um, as much as I don't want them to score, I don't yeah. think it greatly affected the play. I think the guy taking Fab out of the picture greatly affected the play and should have been a it would and was completely intentional in taking him out should have been a foul that's my problem there i think the fourth goal was a a handball that did greatly affect the play because it touched his hand which made it come straight down in front of him for him to put the long ball through whose hand are you referring to um oh what's his name i actually sent you a picture of it so you can see it too I I, I think so, yeah. The photograph, it hit. So he was going at it um, with, uh, uh, I actually don't remember who oh, it was on yes, our side. Yes, I remember that, right. And I remember you, thinking that looked really right? handy. Yeah, uh, well, oh, the ball right, was kind of yeah, coming yeah. out a bit and both of them went at it and they were trying to figure out where the ball's going to go and it kind of went between them, but it hit his hand, dropped in front of him and then he played it up, and the goal was a direct result of that 
pass up. That's to me, a handball that needs to be called back because he's that ball sat for him because it hit his hand. They didn't call that one. So they called the other one. Like, honestly, I, I'm, they won five, nothing. They won three, nothing four months. None of it matters because they won. Um, in terms of do I care about that goal, I think it's a bit of a silly rule. But again, I think there's just a lot of silly rules right now. Um, and and VAR's just not not helping the game the way we had hoped. I think what, what would help with VAR, and we're totally veering off, off the game, but what would help with VAR is if they stop calling it VAR and just refer to the actual referee that's VARing that day, right? Because oh. it's not an automated system. It's just a human being looking at a bunch of monitors. So, you know, they should start naming names. Referee so-and-so <laughs> said um, that this is not a goal. It's true because the faceless guy who makes the controversial call yeah. is much easier than the guy standing in front of everyone with his name there making that same controversial call. Right. Exactly. Um, the one other thing I'll ask you in the 32nd minute, uh, Sala was kind of rushing for a ball and Ederson came out pretty far. And Ederson went for a clean out slide tackle where he got the ball. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that, I don't know. I saw that as just, he was basically decided he's getting the ball or the man. He didn't really care who he's, he, he's reckless. That's how he injured his own player. Right. But to me, I don't see how that's not at the very least a yellow. That's a dangerous play. Yeah. But we, again, we go back to the rules, right? So he got the ball and he didn't get the man at all. So well, he didn't get the man because the man slid out of the way. You want to you talk about it? I'm going to talk about this because I've talked about it before. The same play with company last year, or I guess was two years missed. ago, which was Salah jumped to not get injured. And because of that, a red wasn't issued. This time, Salah jumped to not get injured. And because of that, no card was given. You like players defending themselves shouldn't be the reason you don't issue a card. I have a fundamental problem with the rule. Do you need the guy to go in, get his foot mangled up so that you can be like, yeah, that was dangerous? No, it's just dangerous. Yeah. So anyway, let's, uh, I'm, I am angry about certain things, but at the end of the day, I don't really care that much. It was uh, not our best game. Um, but still, I, I thought we had some nice plays. I thought we generated some nice chances. Um, there was one, chance in the 86th minute where uh robertson crossed it to literally three liverpool players standing around each other yes and the ball somehow like yeah just like deflected away right to the goalie and you're sitting there and you're like yeah that's one of the days so when stuff like that's happening you know it's not your day to win and i'm kind of okay with that because those happen so here's our dilemma we need 15 points to beat the record and we only have 18 points to win at what point do we start playing the kids? Uh, I think we'll start playing the kids soon. I think as much Especially as Klopp... if these guys keep playing like this. Well, you know what? So uh, exactly, exactly the point, which is um, these kids are probably going to come out looking a lot more hungry. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you saw there was a shot. I don't know if you saw a shot of Elliot who hadn't been put in. And just the look in his eyes was that of, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should have just played him instead of Firmino because that would have been better. Even if it's not his natural position, I don't care. That guy wanted it more than Firmino did today. And so I think that there may be something to be said for playing the young guys. They'll come in. They'll be hungry. They might make a mistake or two, 
But you know what? Again, it's only, I, I would expect, we, coming up, we have Aston Villa, Brighton, Burnley, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Newcastle. I would expect Arsenal to be a challenge and Chelsea to be truly difficult. So other than that, I think the other four um, against the lesser teams are winnable, even with the, the younger guys. Game, I think the Brighton game is one to, to um, pinpoint because they don't have anything to play for. Aston Villa, even though, even though they haven't been playing well, they still actually have something to play for if they decide to wake up. That's but true too. Brighton have nothing to play for. Brighton have nothing to play for. Uh, Newcastle kind of have nothing to play for. Um, we'll see. Burnley have nothing to play for. Actually, yeah. yeah there's, there's quite a few. Yeah, so, so I think we've got a good chance at it. But to your point, I think you'll play the young guys because if the older guys are showing this lack of... Uh, drive you know i i would have no problem with the young guys yeah. any uh any final thoughts in your game who was your best player for liverpool if we even have one i would say henderson not because he played well but he was the only person that looked like he cared not to to lose this game and i'm sure the others didn't want to lose either but he kept playing till the very end you could tell that he was personally insulted by this yeah, and, I and that's what I wanted to see. Yeah, so I would agree with that. And I would also say what I liked, um, maybe not the man of the match for me, but one thing I really liked was Mane, who kept working. Like it wasn't his game and he knew it right, right off the bat, but he kept working the whole game and it wasn't rewarded. But that's what I like to see where there's other guys who it just doesn't fall for them. And they're like, yeah, this won't be my game. And then they just kind of check out. So I, I liked seeing him in there. And we can't allow that to creep into into this team at all. No, no. Oh, and and I'm sure Klopp will take care of that. Yeah. So do you do you now agree with me that our first team is this the one that started today, except Keita for Wijnaldum? Yes. Again, when Keita came in, you saw the difference, and there's just something about him. He somehow gets like in this little bubble where there's like three or four guys around him. He doesn't lose the ball. But yeah, but it's like. They don't come at him, but they stay yeah. just far enough away. And it's just, it's the most bizarre thing. And he carries it. It's, right. it's, he's extremely comfortable with the ball. His feet are fantastic. If this guy can stay healthy, um, we'll, we'll have a star in our hands. So yeah, I agree. I would take out Genie. As much as I like the little stuff he does, today's game was not great for him. Um, I think Kada would have made a bigger difference today. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the ForensicCop.com website.